Here we go, episode 21 of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri, here with you. I almost said 19 because we did so many takes of episode 19. Oh, and we had the I diff- almost, technical difficulties? Yes, I j- almost just said 19, but how are you doing? Doing good. Um, yeah, had a good weekend. Nice three-day weekend. Back to work today. Back into the flow of things, you know, back yeah. to life. Yeah, you're, you're lucky you had a three-day weekend. I was like, uh, three-day weekend? What? I had yeah. a one-day weekend. Yeah. But um, anyway, hope everybody's 4th of July weekend was good and safe. Nice weather. Friday, that Sunday was, Sunday was beautiful. beautiful. It was perfect. It was like 77. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too hot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too cold. I had one of somebody I work with complain that it was too cold. What? Come on. Get out of here. It was perfect. Were they from Arizona? I guess so. It was perfect. Yeah. But anyway, let's get to some sports here, and we're going to open up today with some NFL news. There's a couple of things going on. It's July. Well, you'll be listening to it July 7th, but it is July 6th as of right now, and we're getting closer to the start of the NFL season, which is very, very exciting. I was talking NFL all day today at work, so let's just jump right in here. Aaron Rodgers played in TNT's The Match today. Who would so who he was with Bryson DeChambeau and then Brady Phil was with Phil yeah. Tom Brady yeah so they did that match thing the golf tour the golf match you know two on two whatever it was nobody really cares about what happens in the match people really just care about what's said after yeah and Aaron Rodgers had said a couple of things after he got interviewed after it was all over and basically says you know. They, he was asked, will you be the quarterback for the Packers week one? And he said, I don't know. We'll see. He's not answering questions. He didn't opt out of the season. He could have and he didn't. But there's still no answers with him. Right. I think the opt out is interesting because he didn't elect to do it. And by him opting out, um, it would have saved him about $20 million. So, you know he wants to play football. Now, does that necessarily mean it's for the Packers? No. Um, but you know that he, he wants to play in... 2021 and if he didn't want to play he would have just opted out and taken his extra 20 million because you know now he'll get if he did decide to not play after deciding to not opt out um he would basically just get a base salary uh everything that was guaranteed in his contract he wouldn't get any other incentives or whatever um so obviously he does want to play football but like i said is it for the packers who knows? Uh, he is a bit of a weird guy, Rogers. He is very reserved, and he he kind of gives some. It's hard to you know catch what he's trying to say. You don't know if he's dropping hints or, or what he's doing, or if he's just playing around. Uh, he said stuff on ESPN. On you know, there's been moments on freaking Jeopardy. There you know that moment today you had that. So um, we'll see. I'm sure the Packers are uh, Packers fans are shaking their boots a bit. Yeah, it's um, still can't believe it's going on. Yeah, we kind of spoke about it a couple of months ago, and and we know absolutely nothing, nothing new, other than okay, we think he wants to play football, right? But we know nothing new. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't shock anybody if he just said, "Yeah, I'm going to retire." Yeah, whether he has a Jeopardy job or not, right. it, would, it just would not shock anybody if he said, "I'm I'm done. I've gotten enough out of this." Right. It's, I think it's going to be a really Which would be insane. Yeah. After winning an MVP and having the best year of his career to retire like that would be nuts. I mean, I, th- I think Rodgers tries to give that vibe where, you know, he's so very laid back and doesn't really care about certain things. But 
I think this move by him not opting out, um, I think it proves that he does care about his legacy and, and you know, championships and how he's going to be looked at. Maybe not as much as other guys, but it's not like he doesn't care. Like I feel like he gives off that deception, and I don't think it's true. But what teams right now would be willing to drop everything? I mean, you're getting closer to training. I mean, you're in the building, basically. What teams right now could... Just say, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna trade all these players, we're right. gonna trade all these picks, and we're gonna start fresh with whatever we've been building for the last couple of weeks, even months at minicamp yeah. and whatever. What team can can say, um, I want to go trade for him? Well, that's your problem. That's that's where I don't really see uh, the end game here with Rodgers because he he's decided to you know do this holdout and um, it's basically lack of any talks with the Packers um he's kind of just doing what he wants and going with the flow this offseason but does he want them to maybe his move isn't he wants to get traded maybe it's he's trying to pressure them to trade Jordan Love or just commit to him give him an extension I think that's basically what his end game is but he's not helping himself or, or the Packers aren't helping him by letting this get dragged out because the trade market for him is going to keep diminishing because who's like you said, who's going to want to tear down all their plans. And, and while he is a great quarterback, he is 37, 38 years old, whatever he is, it's not going to be easy to just make a huge trade them. Oh, here's like if, for example, the Denver Broncos, here's two first round picks, Jerry, Judy, and someone else, like you're not going to want to do that this at this point now. I mean, you're 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 getting settled in your your coaching staff. You're you're you've been game planning for the season. You're implementing whatever new things you've added to your playbook or whatnot. Getting used to your new personnel for this year. It's not as easy. It's not easier said than done. You know. I part of me thinks that he's not going to play. Still. Yeah. I don't think he wants to play for them. I think he wouldn't have dragged it on this long unless he's really trying to get back at them. Right. At least he's trying. Maybe he's trying to get back at them for the embarrassment he felt because he was pissed. He was embarrassed from you know, he's every a, report. Yeah. He's a when weird they drafted guy. Love. Oh, he's so weird. He's a weird guy. Like I could see him doing something like that where he just holds out, holds out to the last like possible second, play, and then boom, we you know it's it's the last week of the preseason or whatever it is, and he just shows up and he's like, "All right, I'm back. Well, let's go. Let's go. You know, let's go win a championship." And you're like, "What?" And and the owners and whoever the. Yeah. Owners, general managers, presidents haven't really. Uh, they've had press conferences. They've had, they've had interviews, and they haven't really uh, said the right things. Right. So, if he did something like that, that's where he would really piss off not only the front office, but he would piss off Jordan Love. I mean, if you're Jordan Love, you're thinking if he's taking first team reps in practice and in the preseason, he's thinking. Okay, I guess this is my team He's now, and I'm to ready be the to starter. go here. And if Rodgers shows up, you know, right before the season starts, then he's like, "Well, screw you, Aaron Rodgers." And you know, and maybe Rodgers wants that. I mean, I don't know what his relationship is like with Love. I know from a non-personal standpoint, just from them picking him, he's pissed off about it. So, who knows? I really, it's like we said, Rodgers is a weird guy. This whole thing has been very strange. And it's kind of been the whole time, not a, it's been a lack of information. It's really just been, you know, what's your take on this? Rodgers isn't showing up. Rodgers isn't saying anything. It's not like he's been going out there and making his, you know, his uh, points clear and saying I'm holding out or I want to be traded or this and that. It's kind of just been, what's your uh, opinion on this? What do you think Aaron Rodgers is trying to say? It's like you're just trying to figure out what the hell he's doing. And I don't think it's a contract thing. I, I – 
I think it would have been solved if it was a contract extension issue, if it was you need to commit to me for a couple more years. I don't think it's that. The Packers would have used their brains and gotten together and said, okay, yeah, we have to do this. See, I think – I don't necessarily think that's true. I think their problems – They've, they've had problems with Rodgers, and I think that management's just fed up with him. And, you know, maybe they don't want to – maybe they're willing to admit they're wrong about the Jordan Love pick and they didn't realize Rodgers, Rodgers was going to be this good. But they don't want to do it because of how the way Rodgers has handled this and how he's setting them up to embarrass themselves. And, and it's just turning into two egos, you know, colliding and, and going head-to-head and – there's no compromise here, obviously. I have no prediction for how this ends, but I'm very excited to see. My predict my prediction for how this ends is Aaron Rodgers is their week one quarterback. That's okay. my prediction. You think Aaron Rodgers gives in yep. new contract or no new contract? I don't know. I honestly do not know. I don't think they'll give in. I don't think they're gonna give him a new contract. Right. I think if he plays, he's gonna play under this contract. Right. We'll see. I Definitely gone after next year. I don't even 100%, think... 100%, right. like, no chance he comes back. Well, I don't even necessarily think it's a... It's not a money thing in terms of the contract. It's more of a... a Extension. A, a length yeah. thing, yeah. He just wants them to commit to him long term. He doesn't want to be... And, I, and understandably so. I mean, he's saying you drafted this guy, Jordan Love, and he's waiting to be thrown into the fire, and what are you going to do? You're going to keep signing me to one-year contracts, and the minute my uh, performance declines, you're going to yank me and put Jordan Love in? Yeah. No, he's right. That's not how, you know, he's not going to want to work like that, and, and rightfully so. I mean, the guy's been, you know, their best quarterback in their franchise history. And he wants to get traded now. He wants to go to a new team off of this great year and have them ex- sign him to an extension. Yeah. It, ma- it makes perfect sense. But let's move on. Nikhil Harry. Funny story. This is really quick. I mean, it's like non-news, but the fact that it's we're talking weird. about it, it's, it's funny. So, Nikhil Harry, who was – he was a first-round draft pick? Yes, late first-round pick. From Arizona State. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he was good. He was really good in college. I really liked him out of the draft. The Patriots drafted him in the first round, back end of the first round, and he just ended up being a bust. You know, he has had uh, problems staying on the field. And, well, his agent went on the notes app and – Typed up a little... What, uh, on the notes app? It, it was on the I notes know. app. Typed up a little uh, paragraph here about how he's talked to the Patriots and Nikhil and that he is requesting a trade, mm-hmm. which might be one of the most irrelevant trade requests ever. Right. It's unbelievably stupid. So, good luck to Nikhil Harry. I was right. all over him first year, rookie wide receiver, but, you know, good luck to him. You know, I kind of thought the same thing. I'm like... I really liked him. Nikhil, yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, Nikhil Harry requested a trade. Like, is is he really good enough to be requesting no, trades? of course not. He hasn't been on the, he's barely been on the field. I mean, I can't, he, he's saying it's been a lack of uh, opportunity and this and that, but I think that's a, you know, that's not a great argument there because they drafted you with the first round pick. They want to just draft you and be like, all right, we're not going to use you, like, Obviously, he hasn't. If it's an effort thing, or there's a reason why whatever, you are not. He on the hasn't field. been performing well in practice and preseason and whatever reps he gets in games. So, this isn't just like Bill Belichick's like, oh, screw you, Nikhil Harry. I don't like you. I'm not going to play you. Right. So, I don't know. 
it's when I saw the headline, I was like, "What, Nikhil Harry?" I was like, "Is he? Does he even play?" And he barely, he plays. barely does. And yeah. now he wants a trade. I have a bold prediction for you in the NFL. Bold. Go shoot. Super Bowl prediction. If you say the Patriots, it's what you're AFC team. I don't have my NFC pick. I have my AFC pick. Oh, this this is your pick now. Like, you like think, they are you fully going, think they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the I Super Bowl. I think I know this. Are you say the Colts? The Colts. Yeah, you love the freaking The Colts Bowl. are going to the Super Bowl. All over the Colts. I, I like the hype around the Colts. I think Wentz can really revamp his career there. I think he is going to revamp um, his career. And they do have a really good roster, but I don't know about Super Bowl for them. I don't think they're there yet. I think, you know, the Chiefs are still better than them, the Bills are still better than them, and the Browns are still better than them. I'm, f- I'm feeling the Colts. I think uh, Frank Wright, the connection that him and Wentz have, Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator when Wentz was supposed to win that MVP the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and he tore his ACL in week, what was that, 14? Yeah. Against the Rams. so He would have won the MVP that year. Yeah, he was going to win the MVP. Yeah. So that was basically his MVP season once, and Frank Wright was offensive coordinator. They have a great relationship. They have a great offensive line. They have a good running game. They've, the receivers could be better, but yeah. still nice, Michael pretty good Pittman weapons. Michael should have a nice sophomore season. Right. They got okay weapons, enough for him to work with. He's worked with a lot worse in Philadelphia yeah. and put up numbers. Throwing a J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and uh, – Oh, what the heck was that guy? Oh, Travis Fulgham. Yeah, yes. That, that ain't... Travis Fulgham, I had him on my fantasy team and traded him. He was the weirdest fantasy player I've ever I seen. traded him to our friend Luke. He had like 11 for like 110 one week and two touchdowns. And then another week, like two weeks in a row, he had like 10 catches. And then all of a sudden, he's got like one catch, two catches, no catches. Like he just... He died down. His volume was huge. And all of a sudden, it was like, nope, non-existent. And it's not like they got... um. It's not like they got anybody back. It's not like they made a deal for anybody. Right. Just that was it. He just started to not play well. Yep. So yeah, that's my uh, Super Bowl prediction. Colts in there. Were Were you Were you pro Rams or anti Rams? I forgot. I'm pro Rams. I I got a. I'd say they're my second team in the NFC. To be honest, behind the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how to assess the Packers. No, neither do I. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, whether Rodgers plays or not. I don't think they'll make it this year. Okay. I think the Bucks yeah. are still better. I probably agree with that. I, I don't think the, I think last year was like their year to go. I mean, Rodgers gonna... had the, his best year of his career. Um, but I don't think that roster hasn't really improved enough for me to say. No. I mean, it's not a bad thing if you retain all your good players, but you also need to improve your roster a little bit. And I, I don't think they did a, a great job of that. I like the Rams better than I like the Packers. I mean, they're, yeah. The I think the Rams, I, yeah, the Rams, the Rams are my second team. The Rams are really good. Now well, let's see how Stafford plays. Their in defense Los is great. Yeah. Their defense is very. They Best lost. Defense in the, in the league. They lost uh, Josh Johnson, the safety. Yeah. But other than that, they have, still have everybody. Right. And Sean McVay did things with Jared Goff. Right. That we obviously see. I think Goff's going to get exposed in Detroit now. 100%. I mean, I don't think he's going to be awful, but I, he's not going to be anything special at all. No, I don't. I think you'll see like twenty, low twenty touchdowns. You know, mid teens picks. Like he's no, mid. Nothing. Yeah, he is mid. He's not going to be very good out in Detroit. And listen, part of it will be oh the roster's terrible, but also the other part of it will be he doesn't right. have Sean McVay in a good in good coaching. He's right. just not good. But the Rams, I think Sean McVay and Matt Stafford are going to work 
Okay. I'm excited to see that. Matt Stafford's so talented, and I, I couldn't I can't stand people that would, you know, overhype Matt Stafford. Like right. if he was on a good team, you know, his whole career he'd be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Okay, yeah. calm down. He would be good, he'd be a lot better, but he is what he is. We see the talent and hopefully he is um I'm I'm rooting for him. Right. I, I hope he has a good year. I hope he proves some of the doubters wrong. I mean, him. I think that division should be really competitive. It's going to be crazy competitive. Right. When the, when we creep closer to the season, we're going to talk about, you know, we'll give a full breakdown and give our predictions and everything. Can't wait. Just, just really quick, I want to just throw this out there. A team that I think is going to be very disappointing this season and, like, like miss the playoffs disappointing, I think the Seahawks are going to miss always, the playoffs. You've said that, though, before. I, I just don't. You don't like the Seahawks. I don't like the Seahawks. I really don't. And the Seahawks have issues now because Jamal Adams wants a contract. Yeah, Jamal Adams wants a contract. There's been rumors about Wilson, and he's unhappy. I had BS. That. I thought that was BS the all The offensive time. line still isn't great. I don't think the defense is that great. Um, and Russell Wilson, man, he's so weird. He comes out, he, like, lights the league on fire in the beginning of the year. It seems like he does this every year now, and then he'll start, like, He'll have, like, three weeks in a row where he, like, plays like crap. I don't know. It's weird. He looks like he's the MVP, and then all of a sudden he just – his numbers fade away. I've always been a big Russell Wilson guy and Seahawks guy. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think the Cardinals could be better than them, but I also think the 49ers, fully healthy – I think the Niners healthy, will be back next year. I think they're going to be back. I think right. they're going to probably be that second team. Right. The 49ers are actually the favorites to win that division. No way. Yeah. They're the favorite. Like in Vegas odds? Vegas odds. How? The how, is that the even, how are they have better odds than the Rams? I don't know. I guess people don't trust the uh, – this isn't what made no sense to me. So you don't trust Matt Stafford coming over from Detroit to play with Sean McVay. Okay. I yeah. can kind of see you being nervous about that. Not sure. really. I'm not. But, okay. What about the fact that Jimmy G gets hurt almost every season and the backup is a rookie quarterback rookie, right. that has played – not who I love, but hasn't played yeah. many snaps in college. And a, and a team that just lost half their coaching staff. The Niners. Yeah, I, I that doesn't make sense to me. That's that the, is weird. the 49ers are the favorites to win the division. I mean, I think the Niners will be definitely in playoff contention this year. Um, I don't think they're going to go back to the Super Bowl, but um, that is very weird that they would be favorited. Didn't they? Listen, we know it was a very injury ridden season last year, but didn't they finish last in the division? I'd have to check. I think, yeah, I believe yeah, they yeah. won like six and ten or so. It was nothing, you know, not a good year at all. What did the what did the Cardinals finish? Um, they finished like eight and eight. And yeah. just missed the play. They were like the eight seed. They just missed the playoffs. Right. Okay. They yeah. Got, so they the were Rams last. got in just over them. They were last. Yeah. This is gonna be a fun NFL season. The NFC is completely wide open, and there's a there's a few really really good teams in the the AFC, in my opinion. Yeah. This is gonna I, listen. I've been a Browns hater for a while. But I do think they're going to be, like, really good this year. Like, they'll be back. I think Baker will have an improved season again. And I think they'll be right up there in contention to make it to the Super Bowl. I really do. They're, um, if you're going to Atlantic City Sportsbook, you want to put money on a team to win the Super Bowl that probably has pretty good. I know they have good odds. Right. The Browns would probably, I mean, for me, it'd be the Colts. But in general... The, right. the Browns would be that team. Right. Good odds, really, really good roster, good coach. They should. I think you could see a big shakeup this year in in the terms of the teams you usually see in the playoffs. I think you could see the Chargers are rising up. The even like the Cardinals. The um, who were we just talking about before? 
Oh, well, I was going to say, like, the Seahawks, like I said, might be disappointing. The Packers might be disappointing. So, you know, the Patriots, who knows what's going to happen with them. They missed last year. Who? Let's see if they come back. The Dolphins look like they're going to be really good again. So, I think you might see a little more uh, teams being shaken Did up. Did you say I think Steelers? The, yeah, yeah, I think the Steelers, Steelers are going to miss the playoffs. I think – I okay. Well, I really didn't want to get, like, that deep into the NFL because I don't want to spoil everything we're going to talk about when we get closer to the season. But – I'm really not high on the Titans this year. Neither I'm am I. Really not. I'm really and, uh, down I on think, the Titans. I think that Julio Jones thing was like such a hype thing, and and uh, it really wasn't necessary. I think Ryan Tannehill is a great quarterback, but I, I just think that that offense isn't going to be able to carry that team because of how bad the defense is. The and offense. I don't, and I, don't, I don't think the offense is going to improve that much just because you got Julio Jones. The offense will be good. Really, it was really good last yeah. season. It'll be really good again. Mm-hmm. They have the running game. They have obviously now two, right. probably the best duo of wide receivers. Yeah. They have absolutely no pass rush. No. Jadavion Clowney was their best pass rusher. He was terrible. Is he still unsigned again? I don't know where he is. He might have signed with Cleveland. I think he signed with he Cleveland. Did? Yeah. Check it, but I think he did. They're not going to be good. The Titans, how about this? And I have been a Titans supporter the past couple of years. I was high on the Titans last season. I thought they would beat the Ravens in the playoffs. The Titans will not make the playoffs this season, mm-hmm. and it won't be close. Right. The the that division's weak. Man. The division's weak. You're gonna have one winner from it, and I think it's gonna be the Colts by three or four games. Okay. Like that. That's how yeah, much. Yeah, Clowney did sign with the Browns. I'm high on the Colts and low on the Titans. Right. Titans had a defense, and they didn't. Let's uh let's move on because again we don't want to talk too much NFL because we want to really get to that in a little like I don't know. Well, when are we gonna really start? A month, a month yeah. from now we're gonna be predictions, yeah. breakdowns, everything. So See, I'm just looking at it right now. Genevieve Clowney ran a four five three. Actually, his combine numbers are like ridiculous no wonder he was the number one pick yeah, really. a four five three for a freaking defensive end those are running back you know numbers i could do that yeah yeah I got what that. 20 in a 20 to three yard dash uh, funny anyway nba nba finals game one bucks at Suns. well Giannis antetokounmpo was not gonna play doubtful listed as doubtful on sunday listed as doubtful monday then Monday afternoon rolls around. He's going to try and play. He did. Played 35 minutes. He had 20 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. Was not enough. The Suns win 118 105. Chris Paul goes for 32 points and nine assists. Devin Booker, 27 and six. DeAndre Ayton, man, 22 points, 19 rebounds. Big night for the Phoenix Suns. They win game one of the NBA Finals at home. And listen, the Bucks got their guy back, but Chris Middleton played very, very well, scored 29 points. Mm-hmm. The Bucks, I didn't think they would play him. I thought they would wait with Giannis, feel out this game. They didn't. They brought him back. Haven't seen anything, whether or not he was banged up, he was hurt, or he looked bad. But he played 35 minutes, which is a plus, and... 
obviously a big win for the Suns, but the Bucks need to find a way to get a win in Phoenix if they want any chance to win the series. Yeah, they do. And um, I think when we talk about the Suns, you know, all we do is talk about Devin Booker and Chris Paul. But like you said, DeAndre Aiden has really been a key part to why they're in the position that they are. And there's some other guys. Jay Crowder has been really, really good for them. Um, Cameron Payne has come up big when Chris Paul is out. But but Aiden, I mean, you just said he basically, he put up 22 and 19 tonight. Um, anytime you get 20-plus points out of three players in your lineup, you know, the box score is going to look pretty good. That's exactly what the Suns did tonight. Uh, the Bucks really, when you look at the stat sheet, didn't play terribly. I mean, Giannis had a decent game, nothing crazy, like you said, only at 20 points, but did have 17 rebounds. And Chris Middleton played great again. I mean, not, not fantastic. He was 5 for 12 from 3, scored 29 points, 12 for 26 from the field. But they just didn't get that, that um, you know, too much star power tonight for the for the Bucks, um, For the Suns, I mean, you know, with DeAndre and Chris Paul and Devin Booker going for 20-plus. And, you know, you have guys like Brooke Lopez only played 22 minutes, I guess. Did he get banged up? I mean... I, I didn't see anything, know. but that is a little strange. I think he only played 22 minutes, considering he scored 17 points in that short of a yeah. time. Um, but yeah, the, the the Bucks need more contribution from the rest of the team, and they didn't. They did not get it tonight. Drew Holiday only shot four for 14. And That's what I was about to say. Drew, Drew Holiday played 40 minutes and scored 10 points. Only had uh, he had nine assists, but still, you need more from guys like that. You need more off the bench. They didn't get it. They'll be fine. It's game one. I think this series is going to go six games. I think the Suns are going to win it, but I think it'll go six. I think the Bucks are going to win game two right. and make this thing interesting. Right. I don't think they're going to just go down and out here. Yeah, I think if Giannis comes back fully healthy, and I hope he does, I mean, he is back, but you know, I would imagine they that need, injury they obviously is still need bothering him. him. Um, but yeah, this, this is going to be a good series. Um and I agree. I think the Suns will win it. I think they are the better team. I would say like six or seven games. I hope it goes seven, um, just for an entertainment purpose. But uh, I'm really tired of this whole thing. I said it the last episode, this whole like the Suns and the Bucks, but more the Suns, oh, they had an easy path to the championship and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm so I'm sorry, but like part of it, it, everything's part of the game. Like injuries are part of the game, and the Suns did miss Chris Paul for a couple of games, yeah. and, and they they still played well. So it's not like they've had smooth sailing and stayed completely healthy. And guys have stepped up for them, and they've won basketball games. Everybody's so like, got like, a you, lot. How are we gonna put the fault on them? Oh, sorry, they won. Like is a it lot their of fault? a lot of teams have gotten breaks this postseason. There have been yeah. that many injuries. Yeah. And they played the teams in front of them. That's it. Right. I think the Giannis Suns. Up. Yeah, the the Suns are a good team. They're a really good team, and I think they're better than the Bucks, but not like much. They're not much better no. than this team. No. So I thought the Bucks could have sat Giannis tonight and said, "Okay, let's feel it out. Let's see. We're, let's see how it goes. We'll get him back for Game Two. Hopefully, we can steal that one right. in Phoenix, and then have him back again for Game Three. Obviously." Yeah. But, listen, they brought him back. He played 35 minutes. Obviously, it's going to be a key. Nate McMillan, uh, coach of the Atlanta Hawks. He was the interim head coach, and they kept that name, the interim head coach, all season. He just signed a four-year extension, and he will be, obviously, the full-time head coach. He was great since he took over for Lloyd Pierce. He led them to the playoffs. He led them to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
the Hawks are going to be a problem for a while in the East, and uh, they have a really, really good coach that is now locked up for four years. I think they'll get a lot of attention in the offseason, you know, a possible trade destination or free agent signings or whatever. You're right. That is very well-deserved for Nate McMillan. Um, they definitely built a name for themselves this off, this uh, postseason. That series got to what? Six games, that, that Bucks-Hawks series? Yeah. Six games, right? Trey Young came back for the last one, and he was banged up, but they obviously lost. Right. Um, so, yeah, like I said, they have a very young core still with John Collins and Trey Young. A couple other good pieces there. I mean, Capella is on a bit of the older side. He's not too old. But, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely get a lot of attention this offseason. And this might be a crazy offseason with, you know, trade the trade market. We keep hearing rumors in Dallas with Luka, and he's unhappy there with Kristaps Porzingis. I think, if anything, you'll see Porzingis get moved instead of Luka. But then again, who's going to want to trade for him? Um, you also have rumors about Damian Lillard. I saw a, a scenario today uh, that said, would you trade R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and two first-round picks for Damian Lillard? R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, mm-hmm. and two first-round yeah. picks. See, uh, I, I don't... No. Yeah, I don't think I would do that just because... Maybe in a vacuum, is that a good, tr- is that a fair trade? Maybe, but when Damian Lillard comes here, who's he going to be playing with then? Right, your two best Younger players guys. in last season are gone. If you, I would, I would rather build the package around R.J. Barrett. But if you told me I have to build it around Julius Randle. I'm okay with that as right. long as I'm getting Dame, but I would rather build it around the younger guys. Oh, with you, RJ you would rather trade away RJ, you're saying? Yes. See, I'm the opposite. I think I'd rather trade away Randle. Really? Yeah. Wow, we really kind of flip Just because I think RJ in his second year, um, already having the season that he has. He yeah, but I, I, want the, I want the big man. You're getting a guard. You're getting a ball-dominant guard. Yeah, but you, Randle isn't necessarily a – I mean – He's not a, a center. You know, he, he plays more like a small forward. He is a little more of a You're a right. He does guy, control the ball a lot, but too. But it's not like he plays like bully ball and he's, you know. Well, he should start he's playing He's not bully like a ball. DeAndre Ayton or, you know, a, a Joel Embiid. He's not seven foot and he's 200 whatever pounds. He should have started playing some bully ball. They might have won a couple more games in that Hawks yeah, series. Well, he looked lost in that. And that... You know, that's going to be in the back of his mind and the back of Knicks fans' minds are, uh, did he, was that just a bad series or is that who Julius Randle actually is? So, we'll see. We'll see if he's even on the team next year. There's a lot of possibilities for what could be happening in the offseason. Lots of things that can happen. Just a reminder, Thursday, 9 p.m. will be Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Again, with the Phoenix Suns up 1-0. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get back with our list, which is top five yard games back yard games this is going to be fun that list coming right up after this the snd podcast channel the perfect channel for any style of podcast we have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs if you would like to start a podcast you can reach us at snd at gmail.com we are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel and the topic could be anything you want so contact us now here we go episode 21 of the hardline sports talk we are Back with time for our list, the top five best backyard games to play. Changing it up, keeping it uh keeping it cool. Oh yeah. We're the coolest. We're the coolest. What do you you want to start? Do you want me to start? What was what's the deal? I'll start. You start. Number five. This was the easiest list I've ever made in my life. Wow. I mean, when I, I I literally think I made this in ten seconds. So that's, that's how easily like 
I knew what the number one was, and I was like, boom, that's number two, that's number three, like, easy. Okay, number five, I don't even know if you've ever heard of this, Bottle Bash. No. This is the thing where you got, they call it, like, Polish something, I think, that's, like, another word for it. So, you got a stick in the ground, and then there's, like, this, like, plastic bottle on top of the stick, and you got to throw the Frisbee at it and try and knock the bottle down. And if you knock the bottle down and someone catches it, you get a point, and it's, like, it's Sounds basically, cool. like, a knockoff can jam. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's I like fun. that. It's pretty fun. That's my number five. Yeah, I want. I want to try that. I've never heard of it. I want to try it. Buy it on you. Okay, Mr. cool. Mr. Moneybags over there. Okay, here. here we go. Number five for me. Two in touch football. I don't know why you're screaming? <laughs> two in touch football. Keep in. Keep. I'm really tired. <laughs> I, I don't know what. I'm on five hours of sleep. Uh, like it's just. It's not good. Pop a five hour energy. Oh, uh, here we go. My number five is two in touch football. Keeping it uh, basic here, but always so much fun. Playing the game interception. Mm-hmm. Two in touch with three people. Mm-hmm. Two in touch football is the best. No. Nothing better. No. Go. Well, then actually there's four things better because you wouldn't have it number five. Right. But. You're 100% right about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can really tell it's just one of those nights. I don't know how I am awake right now. All right, number four. Woo, number okay. four, if we make it through. Wakey, wakey. Cornhole. Oh, my God. Are you an idiot? <laughs> Cornhole. Listen, it's a classic. I, I you know, I'm, I'm really good at it. I'm actually You're very... definitely terrible at it. I'm dominant at it, actually. Um, you know how to play cornhole. You take the beanbag, you try and throw it to yeah, the hole, you throw it on the board. Yeah. Cornhole's four. Okay. My number four. Now this, it probably would be higher if I was better at it, but unfortunately I'm, I suck at it, so it's my number four. Spike ball. Just like, I don't know. I just, I'm just not good at it. I, I played volleyball before too. It's just really not similar in any way. Like you'd think it would be, but it's just not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my number four. I mean, not being able to grab the ball and throw it's a little difficult. The fact that you have to slap it into the net, I don't know. It's just not my thing. I yeah. guess I don't have the hand-eye coordination for that. I'm uh, half a moron, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, full moron. Number three, another frisbee game. Oh god, can jam. I mean, yeah. You want to talk about classic? If you're at a barbecue and this ain't there, I don't want to be there. Okay, uh, can jam. Everybody's played can jam before. You gotta throw a little frisbee in the slot. Pretty simple. Uh, if you get it in the slot, actually, it's really good. But you really just gotta knock it into the can. Yeah, if can jam is really good. That's my uh, number three. All right, my number three, you just said it's spike ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, great at it, but I'm not terrible at it. Okay. Spike ball is fun. It's almost like volleyball. I wanted to put volleyball in here, but I don't know if it's, like, a backyard game. Yeah. I mean, you can play I've in the backyard. It it's all vibe. I've certain people's houses, but it's it's not. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh, let's play volleyball. You yeah. got a net. Nah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I got spike ball at three. Number two, bocce. Mm-hmm. Bocce's the best. You know, you know bocce, right? Yeah, you know, you the take, game. Yeah. yeah, you take you take the small little white ball, you roll it down on the other side on the bocce ball court, and you take the heavy balls and you gotta roll it, <laughs> and you gotta. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a drop. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, <laughs> boy. <laughs> and you gotta roll the ball, and you gotta get close to that white ball, and whoever say balls <laughs> one more time. <laughs> This episode's got to be over. I got to go to sleep. 
So yeah, Fauci is number two. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Bocce's my number two also. I, got, I think our one yeah, is the same No, nah, Bocce's good. You got the big balls, the small balls. <laughs> There's no discrimination on ball size. You move the mic because you're freaking smacking the table. <laughs> Bocce's my number two. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Number one, I was very, very offended when you didn't have this number one. Cornhole. I'm act. I know you want to talk about someone who's a lead at cornhole. You're you're looking at him, okay? I I I can throw a beanbag into a hole, okay? Cornhole's not my number one great freaking game. Um, except when you go to the people's got these like janky janky ass cornhole sets and got like beans leaking out the bags. And, right. Come on now. I just quit. I don't want to be playing cornhole with beans leaking out of bag and then I gotta have you know half the sides duct taped. And then the boards, you know, one of the wood posts is broken, so it's leaning on once. Come on. Take care of your cornhole sets, people. What do you... First of all, you're complaining too much, okay? Second of all, you don't have the greatest possible game that you could possibly play with your friends. Quick, easy, in the backyard. Oh. I don't know. You're going to say wiffle ball, right? I mean, yeah, I mean come on. I mean, How is wiffle ball not number one? It's the best. Wiffle ball is the best. It is, but I don't know. I guess it just didn't come to my mind when I thought about backyard. Wait, you don't, do you not have can jam? No, I don't. Oh, you're a joke. You're a joke. You don't have That's wiffle ridiculous. ball. You don't have wiffle ball. Okay, but wiffle balls no. not just a backyard game. Wiffle ball, you play it at the baseball field or whatever. These are, I'm just thinking I'm at a freaking barbecue and this is the only place I'm going to play this. I play who wiffle goes ball to, who at goes barbecues to, all the who time. Who goes to the park? You know, Burns Park or wherever you're going and, and plays, you know, Can Jam. Or, well, you actually can play Bocce. I've seen it. I don't know. It didn't fit my criteria, I guess. Okay. Well, our lists are, let me find it. My number five is two touch football. Number four, Cornhole. Number three, Spike Ball. Number two, Bocce. Number one, Wiffle Ball. You sure you don't want to explain Bocce one more time? No, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all good there. We're all good there. All right, my number five is Bottle Bash. Then I got Spike Ball, Can Jam, Bocce, and Cornhole. All righty. Let's move on to some baseball here. I mean, we've we had... We need to talk about the Yankees. We've I mean, had an really... interesting week and a half, I guess you could say, here in New York with baseball where if you go back a week from today, the sky was falling. Even a week from tomorrow, the yep. sky was falling. And I, I don't want to say it's like completely different, but it's eased a little bit. You want to go Mets or Yankees first? Let's go with the Mets. Why All right. We? We'll start with the Mets here. The Mets had a nice weekend. The, the Subway Series was, um, you know, the Subway Series. Friday night got rained out. They played Saturday a nine-inning game, and then they played two seven-inning games on Sunday the Mets won the first game on Saturday, eight to three. They scored three in the fifth, five in the sixth, or it was three in they the scored, fourth, five they in the scored sixth. Six. Wait, are you talking about the? I'm talking about the first game. Oh, the first that game. Walker yeah. pitched. Yeah. Taiwan Walker was very good in the game. He didn't allow a hit through his first five and a third innings, and the Mets won eight to three. The Yankees bats couldn't get going. I I felt this way about the Mets, you know, earlier in in the week last week. Where if the team scored three runs, I was just like, game's over. Right. They're not coming back and winning this game. 
I, I, I'm guessing that's how you felt when the Mets put up three and then obviously yeah. five yeah. in the next inning to go up eight to nothing. Yeah. But that's how the offenses have been, really. Basically. And, I mean, the Yankees just got basically embarrassed. I mean, we said it in the uh, – we're kind of talking Yankees and Mets here because they I played know. each other, so it's a bit hard to say. I kind of forgot before but, we um, yeah. started that they played each other last week. But I said it on, you know, the latest episode, and I said – Either team's going to get criticized here because someone's, you know, I said if the Mets take two out of three, Yankees are going to get criticized on the other way around. And and that's what happened. The Mets took two out of three, um, but it's the criticism's even worse because in the way that it happened. It's not like the Yankees lost, you know, two one-run games. They, Aroldis Chapman looks like garbage. He's probably the weakest all-star I've ever seen. He's got a 4.70 ERA or whatever he has. I don't know how he's in the all-star the game. The greatest thing was that they... After Sunday's game, at 5 o'clock, they announced the All-Star Reserves and pitchers. Yeah. And Garrett Cole had pitched the first game. He was not good. And then, obviously, we know what happened with Chapman. A half hour later is when they announced that Garrett Cole and Aroldis Chapman had made the All-Star team, yeah. which was comical. Right. right. I mean, the Cole thing makes sense. His ERA is still 2-9. Oh, He's had a good yeah, year, no, but, yeah. but Chapman is very comical. I mean, the guy's been the worst closer worst relief pitcher in baseball basically the past month i really don't know how he made the all-star game i mean i get his strikeout numbers are the only thing i can think of but who really how far in advance you think they they did it i don't know it had to have been like two weeks ago no i don't even think it's a it's a committee with major league baseball in the commissioner's office and then it's the players vote on these guys right i don't know how they put them in i gotta i gotta question for you we're completely going off the rails here though you think bauer was in or was bauer borderline oh he missed it but you know he missed it i know but do you think they had him in before everything that happened probably probably yeah i mean he was having a good year he was having a really good year i think he wasn't i don't know i don't know that would be that is an interesting point the dodgers don't have a pitcher kershaw's not in it bueller's not in it that's really weird. You know, the Mets, the, Taiwan Walker didn't make it. And you know what? I, after looking at everything, I, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, Bueller probably should have gone in For over For some him. reason, I thought there were, like, more spots in the All-Star yeah. game. Like, especially when, like, For the, the pitchers. pitchers. For the starting pitchers, yeah. especially in the NL, I thought there were yeah. more spots. But I, I said, you know, I was like, I, I texted our, our friend, our group chat, and I was like, Walker not in it is a crime. Right. And honestly, like, shirts are not being in it or Bueller not yeah. being in it. Like, yeah, I, I thought Tyler Walker deserved He pitched well enough. He deserved it, but those guys. I think it also made you realize how great some years pitchers are having this year. Yeah. I mean, a guy like Herman Marquez for the Rockies is having a really good year, but Walker deserves to be over him, yeah. And but they needed a, a Rocky in there. I mean, it's I don't like that rule. I really don't I know, neither it. do I. Like, the NFL doesn't have that. Trust me, I know. The Jets have had plenty of years where they don't have somebody in the Pro Bowl. The rule he's talking about is every team is supposed to have an all-star. That's stupid, though. You know, that, that, that that cheapens the, uh, you know, the award of being an all-star. Yeah, 100%. Um, But, yeah, like I said, it's, it's when you look at it, like, Max Scherzer, like you said, missed the all-star game. He's got a 2-1 ERA. Like, you would be like, oh, my God, he's in the freaking Our boy, Aaron Savali, missed yeah. the all-star team. yeah. He was leading the American League in wins, and he had a really, he's been having a really good season. So, it just shows you that offense has really been down this year. Max, that Max Scherzer, you want to talk about a crime. That is a crime. Um, but they're now finding that ever since this substance ban, 
that offense, is offense up. has been up. And Garrett Cole's witnessing that firsthand. And I really, I texted you the other day. I'm like, I am officially worried about Garrett Cole. I mean, ever since this ban, he's had like a four-something ERA. And it, it just, it doesn't look good. I think he'll adapt. I think he'll become, like, I, I wouldn't be worried about, like, the contract yet. Let's really, say he right. had, like, a really bad, like, let's just say the rest of the season is terrible. Right. I'd say, okay, then I'd be a little worried. But I still think he'll figure it out. Yeah. I do. I, I mean. too talented. I don't think he's been using it the whole time, like, his whole career. Right. But I, I think he'll end up being fine. I don't think he's going to turn into, like, you know, a four-starter. I, you know, yeah. I think he's going to be, like, terrible. But I am, you know, concerned. As of know? right now, you're concerned with the yeah. way he's been pitching. Yeah. And I understand that 100%. It was, I mean, was Chapman using stuff? Like, is would it have made sense for him to be using stuff? Like, the pitches he throws? Because some guys can't use it. Like, Jerry right. Samelia can't use it. Right. Or the, the knuckleballer on the Orioles. Yeah, he can't use it. Like, right. Strowman doesn't really... Strowman throws a sinker. So, Strowman... If you throw a sinker, you don't really use, you right. don't use the stuff. It doesn't right. work. Yeah, because Strowman, you know, pitcher's hand... It's got a pitcher's hand run to it. Right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think Chapman. I, I don't see. I don't, I don't think, think so either. It, yeah. I just think he's losing it. A little I mean, he's bit. been a fireballer his whole career. You know, unless he's been using it since 2011. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy the fact that he was. I mean, it makes sense. The timeline makes sense, but I don't buy it. I don't. Right. I never thought that about it. But hey, you never know. Let's let's get back to the Mets here. We kind of went off the rails, but they they played well. I thought they played really well over the weekend. Obviously, scoring eight runs, they did it hitting singles. They had thirteen singles in that in that game, or something like that, against the Yankees. Yeah, and they just kept the merry-go-round going on the base paths and kept bringing them in. Taiwan Walker was great, and the bullpen was good. Saturday, uh, Sunday, the first game was very interesting. They went down four-one. Stroman did not look good. He got into some trouble, and when Marcus Stroman gets into some trouble, he doesn't know how to get out of it. Right, especially when there's an error or. Just something like that, he, I don't know what it is, but even a kid like the Tyler McGill pitched for the Mets yesterday, and he's the kid that they called out from double-A, and he's been really good so far, and when he makes a mistake or when he gets into trouble, you can just tell he's almost got that like DeGrom attitude toward him where there's people on, there's adversity, but it's okay. Right. I got this. That's what I love most about Degrom when they're when he's dealing with something you you can never tell from his body language yeah. when he's on the mound that there's something wrong and the same thing with that kid McGill Stroman lets you see it he, you see when there's a problem and I cannot stand that about him right and then it just gets worse and worse yeah. and worse he had a you know he gave up three runs in the inning and the Mets went down four one but the offense kept pushing and pushing back they were down five four and then Alonzo hits the home run against Chapman and. We know what happened from there. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Aaron Boone, that game wasn't really, or that day really didn't make great decisions. Um, the thing with Chad Green where he took him out after two pitches. The, we would be having a completely different conversation if Chad Green was left in that game, right. most likely. Right. I mean, he threw an immaculate inning yeah, the was, next game. He was great in that. So he, he pitched three scoreless yeah, innings. Yeah. He had, he yeah. pitched three perfect innings, yep. but they didn't have a base runner. Yep. The Mets. Um, it really just doesn't make sense. He said, once again, Aaron Boone's talking about the bigger picture. He said we were looking at the bigger picture there for the, for the day. So I'm glad that you know this team at the time was 41 and 40, and you're thinking ahead to game two. 
win a game when you can win a game. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like win the game. You're in a 5-4 one-run game. Why would you put in your struggling closer, a guy who literally looks like he can't pitch right now? You'll put him in after a guy threw two pitches, a guy whose his whole career has gone multiple innings in Chad Green and can do it effectively. I really didn't understand that move. They wanted to save him for game two. There's no saving involved when you're a game over 500. You win the game when you can win a game. Um, you're really telling me, let's just say he pitched that inning, and let's say he had 15 pitches, he had 20 pitches. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably not throwing. They're not throwing him out there no. for that next game. But no. Um, that's the way. That's the way we run teams now. So yeah, everything's uh, you know. Let's, and let's look that's ahead. and that's not a Boone thing. They will not. Uh, Luis Rojas does the same thing. He will not um, pitch a guy if he pitches him for like fifteen pitches in the first game. Right. He will not pitch him for the yeah. Game. But I don't know. You never know. They're they're in different situations. So I don't know. Luis Rojas, they're in first place. Aaron Boone, they're in fourth place. You got to operate a little differently. And that's why when you were talking about analytics and you said every team's going to be run, every team's run the same. That's not good because every team's in different situations. Exactly. So, um, you had that, and I was literally screaming at the TV on Friday when um, Dom Smith, or no, Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday got rained out, Saturday. Um, so, Lucas Litke's in the game, and he, or it was Justin Wilson, one of their lefties, I forgot. And they walked in a run with the bases loaded, had, had about 17 pitches, really couldn't find the strike zone, didn't look good. And Dom Smith comes to the plate, and Aaron Boone decides to keep him in. Keep in the lefty to face Dom Smith. And I'm literally yelling at the TV. I'm like, this is their the Mets' best hitter against left-handed pitching. Granted, he's a left-handed batter, but it doesn't matter. He has reverse splits. He Dom Smith exceeds very well at hitting left-handed pitchers. Aaron Boone leaves him in, and then what do you know? Dom Smith has a, hits a bases-loaded double. I just no. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah, and he says, you know, he wants to be aggressive. The season's on the line. Why aren't God, you going? That one more time. Why aren't you going to a guy like Jonathan Lewiska in that yeah. situation if you need an out? The bullpen's been good this year. They really have. Besides yeah. Chapman now, Lewiska's very good. Lewiska's and obviously we know about Chad Green, mm-hmm. and they've had injuries. Yeah, but yeah, the bullpen's been fine. Yeah, I really Lewiska impressed me, especially on Sunday. Yeah. He's pumping a hundred in there. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I have high hopes for Mike King too. Mike King. Not as a, as a starter for some reason he can't put it together, but coming out of the bullpen, he the Mets have a couple of guys good. like that too, yeah. like long men, right. like Robert Gazelman. You can't start him, but if you throw him in there like the third inning, yeah. he can get you, you know, yeah, whatever twelve outs and look dominant. Right. Michael King was great in that game when uh, they needed him the most. He's probably going to start that game to the doubleheader. Yeah, but they they needed him to get outs and they did. And you know what? He kept you in the game. Right. Hundred percent. He didn't add. He didn't add on to the into, onto the lead. But the Mets offense, you know, played well over the weekend, and then they won a really nice game uh, Monday night against the Brewers. Won four to one. They scored four runs over against against. Excuse me. Probably the second best pitcher in the NL, Brandon Woodruff. Yeah. So that was very impressive. Dom Smith is coming alive. His bat's getting going. Pete Alonso had like a. Pete Alonso's been very good. He's batting like 300 since he came back from the IL. And he had another big day. And Lindor's been getting on base a lot. So, right now, feeling good. Lindor's been playing like Lindor for about a month now. Yeah. He hasn't been making up for his stats where, you know, he's going to, it's going to even out to what he usually is. He's not putting up, you know, a nine something OPS. Like, he's just playing like what do you expect him to play this month? He's got about like an 830, 840 OPS. Yes. Like you said, he's getting on base. He's having good at bats. 
And, you know, you hope he keeps that up. Exactly. The numbers might not look like what they should, but... He's playing tell for what f- you thought you were going to get right now. And thank God this team's in first place, because if they weren't, yeah. and he was, the stat line looked like this, it would be, it would be much right. worse. You're right. So thank God you know, there's not that extra yeah. added drama. You're 100% right on that. But the Mets, will, the Mets got rained out Tuesday night. They made their fans wait three hours in the ballpark because they thought that they were going to be able to get the game in. They ended up having to postpone it. And they got a doubleheader Wednesday night. Split doubleheader. They've played a lot of doubleheaders. Ninth coming up. Ninth doubleheader? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Ninth doubleheader coming up. And I can't. They. How does Rob Manfred live with himself? Are you going to talk about that split doubleheader thing? It's terrible. That's ridiculous. It's terrible. You, so, if I bought it, I almost bought tickets for tomorrow night's game. So, if I bought a ticket to tomorrow night's di- game on Wednesday night's game yeah. on Tuesday afternoon when I thought about it, I would be getting two innings less than I originally thought. Yep. And paid full price. Right. And these people that waited three hours in the ballpark for a game to start because you told them it was going to start, start. Steve Cohen kept saying, we're going to play, we're going to play. Steve Cohen literally said, I just spoke to Sandy, we're going to play at around 9.30. Uh, 10, 10 o'clock, we have to postpone it because you don't know what's happening with Mother, Mother Nature. You just don't. And now these guys, these people who just waited three hours in the ballpark, spent the money, kind of like what happened with the Yankees on Friday. Right. Now they got they get a 7 inning. It's ridiculous. Game. Yeah, it's like you so said with the Yankees Such on BS. Friday. First of all, that was bizarre at the Yankee Stadium. The fans were basically refusing yeah. to leave the game. I've that never seen crazy. that before. They should have um, stayed. They should have stayed. They should have, yeah. But... You're right, the split doubleheader, the thing with the Yankees and the Mets on Sunday, you come to the park, and like you said, you're being sold you're sold short on, on two innings of baseball that you could be watching, and then you, you want everybody to shuffle out of the park, um, and then a couple hours later, you bring in a brand new set of fans. It's just, it's bizarre. And the Yankees, I somebody called into WFAN tonight. He said the Yankees didn't open up the gates for the second game that started at 7.05, just about, until 5.45. Yeah. So there were mobs of people coming for that second game. They only had an hour to get you in before the game started. And he said he didn't get to his seat until the third. See, that's like, I wonder how that even works with, you know, like, can you hide in the bathroom or something after that first game? I doubt it. (laughs) I probably got security going all over the place. Yeah, um, but that must be a little stressful trying to shuffle people out of the park and bring in new people, you know, in between games. But yeah, you're right. That, I mean, the whole split doubleheader thing is ridiculous when you... Uh, if it was nine-inning doubleheaders, it wouldn't be a problem. Not at all. But when you're selling people short on two innings of baseball, it's ridiculous. You got a problem. People got problems, 100%. The New York Yankees are winning 9 to nothing in the bottom of the fifth right now in Seattle. Yep. Jameson Tyon looks pretty good. Four and two-thirds scoreless right now, so that is good. The, the Mariners are... A, right there. I mean, they're 45 and 40. They've been surprising. They've been pitching very well. And uh, so this is a, this wouldn't be a terrible win if the Yankees hold no, on and win this and series. They're facing, ironically, Justice Sheffield, who they tr- was their number one prospect at one time and traded away to Seattle for James Paxton. Yes. And, um, yeah, like you said, listen, if the Yankees... You're right. This could be a whole different story if they go and they go four and two or five and one on this road trip. You know they're going to to Houston after this. This could be a different story, and we could be talking about them buying again at the deadline, um, especially depending on how they win. Right now, if 
they mash on this road trip and they play good all-around baseball, then we'll see. I mean, I think this team still has a lot of flaws, and I really don't think they'll they'll be um, a competitive team for a World Series or even the playoffs at the end of the year. You never know. Um, but you know they have thirty a thirty eight percent chance to make the playoffs. I'm surprised it's that high right now. Yeah, uh, Baseball Reference came out with one, right? Yeah. I wasn't really that good, to be honest with you. I mean, right. I, I'm going to look at it again one more time. I didn't even get to see the NLs. I mean, they're in fourth place. They're like 10 games back of first. They're like five or six games back of the wild card. So, I was surprised by that. Um, obviously, you know, they, they, they see the talent on the Yankees roster. And we'll see. We'll see how the second half goes. You, you never know. Um, you can only be optimistic. But... As of right now, this team has a lot of problems. Uh, the management didn't evaluate this this team properly. This roster, they're they're not a fundamental team, like we've said. Aaron Boone is most certainly on the hot seat. Um, I think if this team misses the playoffs and finishes around five hundred, you 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 have to fire him. Um, who are you going to replace him with? That's another story. But I think you need to fire him, and I think you need to bring in a different type of. Uh, Regime kind of a thing, basically like a, a, an MLB version of what the Jets did. You know, the, the Jets went for that offensive mastermind, and my God, did they fail at that? And then they decided to change the culture and bring in a different type of uh, of leader in Robert Sala, more of a CEO, um, discipline oriented guy. And I think the Yankees, if things keep going the way the way they are, they need to adopt some sort of philosophy like that. One hundred percent. Um. I do want to bring this up here. The baseball... It was the baseball reference Twitter account, right? You saw this Um, I believe... They the, came out with AL postseason odds, odds. I think the odds I looked at were fan graphs. All right. Baseball references were not very good. So, they had um, the Yankees at 13.5% to make the playoffs. Oh, wow. And this was strange. They had the Mets at 35. A 35% chance to make the playoffs? Yeah. That's very weird. Fangraph's projections for the Mets has been like 80% to win the division. Wow. The whole, and steady. Like, hasn't really changed. Yeah. So, weird, but again, they're just projections. Hopefully the Mets can uh, have a nice second half, keep this going. I love the All-Star game. Love the home run derby. I'm excited for that. We're a week away. We'll talk that about that more next episode. But I think I think that's it, right? Yep. Uh, next episode, we will be out Friday, and our TikTok account will be up and running most likely by... Well, we're going to make our gonna... video to, you know, yes. like introduction video. It's basically up... by tomorrow, by the time this episode comes out. So the, the, the TikTok is actually made, the Hardline Sports Talk. We're going to post it around everywhere so you guys can see it. Very excited for that. Anything you got to say? No. Voicemails, voicemails. Bring them in if uh, yes. you want to be a part of the show. We love receiving them. And, uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to uh, the All-Star break. Yes, definitely. We will talk to you guys on Friday.